0: stephanie texts me like she had only listened to 20 minutes of the podcast Uh and she was like in it must have been 20 or 2002 because that's when your birthday was on a friday and i was like what are you are you fact checking my stories now
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we're gonna be under a microscope
0: now so i'm not getting away with shit Everyone and welcome to the Midnight Connection, the podcast where two dads talk about anything they want at the only time they can. Episode ten, spooky edition. Spooky. 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 You remember those old, um, <laughs> those old little like ghost things that would do like, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sounds like a whimpering dog. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, we're aging ourselves right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, but we want to welcome you guys to episode ten. We're hitting the double digits, Woo. and we will start this episode like we start every episode with the connection question. Spooky, spookified. No, that sounds wrong.
1: No, S- no. just no.
0: <laughs> spooky edition connection question, which is, what is your favorite Halloween candy?
1: Okay, okay. Are, Are you, you a
0: candy person?
1: Oh, I love I. Have- I am a huge sweet tooth.
0: Really? I am not. Really? Yeah, I don't even you can like send chocolate. send all your candy this way. <laughs> I, I might. I might. I might. <laughs> all right. So tell me about your your favorite Halloween candy. Okay. So I um let's
1: qualify this. What what qualifies as a Halloween candy?
0: Candy you would receive on Halloween. Okay. So any Okay. All right. It's not any. You know, there's like you're always going to get like Mounds and Almond Joys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff.
1: I have to say my favorite Halloween candy is going to be the bite-sized candy bars.
0: The fun size?
1: Yeah, because it I just eat too much damn
0: candy. But which they one? Because they sell them in the pack.
1: Probably going to go with the Snickers on that one. Wow. I think so. It's, it's a uber, good one. It's uber sweet, but in fun size form, mm-hmm. you don't notice until Just the seventeenth
0: one, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what does my gone mouth feel too funny? Far.
1: You know, my heart is racing way too fast right now. Yeah, I think that's my favorite. But I also like the uh, like the regular mini little rectangular brick candy mm.
0: bars too. You know what I mean? Which oh, like the the Hershey's or you the like, yeah, Lister like a Hershey's bar?
1: Special Dark or uh, crackle even. I hate like that. dark chocolate, bro. You hate dark chocolate. I hate. I mean, dark it's not chocolate. everyone's cup of tea. That's you know, fine. That's fine.
0: You know, my favorite chocolate. No chocolate. White chocolate.
1: white ch- The non-chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what every chocolate lover says.
1: I love white chocolate too, so no no problem there. Well, yeah, that's my favorite.
0: Those bars are kind of good. I remember when Cookies and Cream Hershey got really yeah, popular. Yeah. That was my jam.
1: It's my favorite bar, probably. Is it? I think so, if I had to choose
0: one. Could you guess what my favorite bar candy bar is, knowing what I just told you?
1: And it's not the cookies and cream. <laughs> and it's not the
0: cookies and cream. But the fact that I just revealed about myself. Uh,
1: huh. Nestle White Chocolate
0: Bar. Paydays. Damn it. Oh, paydays. Paydays. Everything but chocolate. Exactly, bro. <laughs> the, the naked Snickers. The naked Snickers. No, dude, it's so much better than a Snickers. I'm sorry.
1: Paydays are really good, though. They Pay- they got the salty going with the sweet.
0: It's a nice it's combo. It's delicious. And now they make like a chocolate-covered payday. I don't Snickers? know if you've seen that. The Snickers? It's not a Snickers. <laughs> it's a Snickers. It's not a Snickers, dog. There's so much it? more nuts in it. <laughs> it's the same
1: thing. What is it missing?
0: <laughs> I it's think it's, it's not that it's missing. It's the ratio of ingredient, right? So is
1: is it just like dipped? So you still have exactly. peanut form? Okay. It's, okay. it's
0: the payday that they like, you know, with like ice cream where they like dip it. And chocolate
1: yeah, yeah yeah and it's yeah.
0: just like that outer thin layer that's what it is
1: like the chocolate shell yes okay i might have to find these
0: and that's a good it's a good balance because my problem i do love snickers but it can get too chocolatey mm-hmm. i hate milky way and three musketeers because it feels hollow yeah, milky way is like worse because it doesn't have the salt balance mm. See, you I'm talking to Musketeers? a true scientist here. The, oh yeah,
1: you said Three Musketeers? Yeah. I only loved them at one point in time. You know what point in time that was? What? When you had the when they had that mini game going on and i am be aging myself here. When you each rapper had a letter and if you spelled Three Musketeers or something like that, you would win something.
0: What? I do not I remember ate that.
1: The shit out of those things. Really? Oh yeah, I tried to win that thing.
0: So by contrast, what would you say is your least favorite Halloween candy? Licorice. Hate mm. that shit. Red licorice or black, black licorice? Black. Why that's does not that even... e- Who gives out why black Why does it licorice? exist? Who's giving out black licorice? <laughs> Somebody does. No one is giving out black licorice. It is not the 80s. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> well, that's why I hate it. <laughs> they learned. Good. It's true. I don't know. Like, what is
1: that flavor? It, it, it is what it is. It's black. Licorice. It's like ass. It's black yeah. licorice. How do people enjoy that? I don't, I don't understand. Know.
0: Well, it's like um, don't it's like, they say like absinthe tastes like black licorice?
1: I, I don't like that's any better. It's like it's like snacking on wasabi. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. That's crazy.
0: I like black wasabi. licorice is good. That's a good choice for least favorite. I will probably have to go the and I pair these together because they're always paired together. The almond joy mounds combo.
1: The combo.
0: It's just useless to me. <laughs> It serves no purpose other than taking space in my bag.
1: Yeah, I'm never excited when I see them. And I, I don't mind coconut either.
0: Not a fan of coconut. What, are, Dude, you
1: really are not a sweet person at all.
0: I'm not. So sorry.
1: Well, what? Okay, so if you were to look into your Halloween bucket, what would you be excited to find? Popcorn I would be. Balls? Popcorn I would be balls?
0: excited to. what? What you is, you is that? A popcorn ball? What the fuck is a popcorn ball? You never had a popcorn ball? Where do you trick or treat? <laughs> That people are giving out (laughs) balls of popcorn. Oh, you you could buy
1: them. I don't don't know if they sell them anymore. But back in the day, you could buy a prepackaged popcorn ball, which is basically popcorn and I want to say caramel shaped into a ball.
0: Okay, that sounds delicious and
1: now I want that. It is delicious. You should look it up. Popcorn balls.
0: That doesn't seem like a very um, bag ergonomic treat. Like, is it single so? wrap? Like, wh- yeah, what are the wrap. size of these balls? Single are we talking wrap? tennis ball? Are we talking
1: like yeah. Mentos? No, no, not that small. Maybe tennis ball, baseball size-ish, I think. Wow. Maybe, maybe slightly larger. Do you just eat it like an apple?
0: Yeah, it's awesome. What? Popcorn balls. Okay, I need to find that. But no, <laughs> I would be excited if that was in my bag. But I, like I said, I was excited for Snickers, Payday's. I'll never forget the first time I had a Reese's uh, peanut butter cup. Oh, yeah. Because I used to actively avoid those. Really? I don't know why. There was just something about it that I was like, I don't like that. And then I remember trying, trying it once and I never looked back.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a close. That's close for my top candy.
0: Also, a big fan of Kit Kat.
1: I love Kit Kats. I could eat them all
0: day. Simple to the point. Okay, Chris has sent I'm, me I'm a link for popcorn popcorn balls. Here's a, an Amazon link for popcorn balls. This is so unpopular, it doesn't even qualify for Prime.
1: Hey, that's the seller's <laughs> problem, not Amazon's problem. Not the popcorn's problem. It's four four 4.6 stars, 270 ratings on Amazon, dude. A food item.
0: All right. I mean, I'll have to try it. I'll have to try it. Even though I almost consider it more of a valentine's day candy would love to see a fun size bag of skittles i'm not a big
1: skittles guy really not really give me see, the M&M's. i feel like that's
0: super sweet
1: I, I just i think i just don't like the the, the flavor in general
0: the artificiality yeah you want give that just, realness not that red food dye <laughs> yeah,
1: no. i don't want it to melt my inside just, just give me the, the m&ms i'm good that's fair
0: M Ms. What's your favorite kind of M M? Mm.
1: You can only choose one.
0: There are a lot of varieties now,
1: so I'm a little I'm a little behind on the M M game. If I really got to pick one from what I
0: know, it's it's peanut M Ms. Peanut all day, bro. That was the second iteration. They should have just stopped there. Yeah, I will say the blue bag. I think it's crunchy. Uh
1: huh. That's a good texture. Okay.
0: That's a good texture. You get the crunch of the peanut. With a little bit of the saltiness, but there's there's some other flavor that they put in there.
1: And then another crunch? Yeah.
0: It's like a double-layer crunch. Mm. It's the crunch wrap Supreme like of M&M's. Che-
1: like a cheesy gordita. Oh, no. I guess that's not double crunch.
0: Somehow, we ended up talking about Taco <laughs> Dude, Bell.
1: We both went to Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> have you bought candy? Are you planning on...
1: We have not... We we're late on the Halloween Halloween prep this year. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of <laughs> scrambling right now to so figure out what to do.
0: <laughs> let's do our our pivot into our first segment and talk about Halloween in the household. So you say you're behind. Does that mean you're behind in costuming? Costume.
1: Yep, costume preparation.
0: So what's what's the what's going down in the house? What are the plans
1: right now? Nothing. But we're, we're, so we're trying to figure out what we can creatively do on a very short amount of time. So here's what we've done in the past. Here's some, some just to give you some context. Mm-hmm. Back when we lived in Centerville and I worked right there across the street, the company I worked with, worked for, had really huge Halloween celebrations every year. So each department would would do up their entire section of the floor in certain,
0: Oh, yeah, nice. it was a big
1: competition. All the kids would come in and trick or treat through the department, so it was really fun. And well, and we had to go with the theme of our of the particular group. So one year we did a simple thing of like just bringing them in some kind of costume. So I o first I was first time there, she was just walking around in like an Eeyore costume, nice, super cute. But then one year we went, we actually made full like Shark Family costumes. Oh, yeah. So we had. We bought a set of sweats and then we sewed on fins we sewed on like teeth and the, the front section and then put like you know like daddy, daddy shark and mommy shark that's so was, cute it's four of us we had a whole family costume thing going on and you made it and we made it yeah. which <laughs> is intense it wasn't too bad considering but yeah we actually made those well two i think it was two years ago francis made io into pac-man Ooh. But like the like the newer Pac-Man,
0: you know what I mean? You know that. Is show? there a difference? Has he changed?
1: Well, there, there's a he has a cartoon. That's, what? Yeah. It's like Ooh. Pac-Man Adventures? I forget exactly what it's called. It's actually not even that bad. Hmm. But it's it, it's like, you know, 3D. It's a, there's a whole like Pac-Man society. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really into it at the time. So Francis made a whole Pac-Man suit for her wow like this yeah this big old yellow suit with the face, with face and everything we had a little The only trouble we had with that one was stuffing it enough to give the full round shape
0: absolutely so it
1: ended up looking a little
0: a little a little, little squished man.
1: yeah a little squished not too bad though
0: not too bad it was good execution that's hey i mean you guys are like making shit i don't i could not even <laughs> imagine if my well, kid that, wanted to be back man I'd be like yo. Know, Find that on the website, and I'll give you my credit card. <laughs> yeah,
1: you'll buy, it. and then Benji, you know, Mister Bug, everything. Francis made him a a spider suit, which consisted of primarily just you know black black pants, black top. We had a beanie, I think, where we stuck a bunch of eyes on. Um, but for the legs, she had she fashioned these legs out of. I think it was just fabric that we had stuffed, but she tied the legs together and then tied what? it to his arms. So when he moved his arms around, his legs would <laughs> go crazy. It was all
0: one. Yeah,
1: it was really cool.
0: Wow, you guys are wild. I love that.
1: And uh, last last year, I think we just, um, I was Harry Potter, so we just bought that one. Benji was a caterpillar. We just bought that one. This year, we've just been so busy that it's it's been hard. So we were going to buy st- buy us you know something for them we got a little late <clears throat> to that game so most of the stuff is gone or won't get here fast enough so now we're trying to figure out what to do we might it sounds like we're going to go the everyone is a sushi sushi yeah, roll direction yeah a different kind of sushi
0: nice have you guys well, done that before no it's going to be handmade
1: i think so but but pretty pretty you know pretty quick we're pretty low budget on this one because <laughs> we're just we just don't have the time right now. Sure. Are
0: right. you guys planning on going out or?
1: Yeah, we're thinking of, we you know, we're going to go to the Udvar Hazy, Hazy Museum, the Air and Space one in Chantilly. Oh, because they do a Air and Scare event there. What? You should come. dude. See, this is
0: the kind of like parent shit that I need <laughs> to know. Okay, because I'm I'm year one. We've we've
1: known about it. We just never went. And I think you know it was like pandemic and all that crap yeah but saturday if you guys aren't engaged already oh it's we'll, on saturday we'll be there. yeah we'll be there with our neighbors they're gonna bring their kid to their kids
0: okay we might have to coordinate
1: so the yeah and the main area itself is free they do stuff outside also which requires a ticket they don't really understand that that's how they get you i think you may still have to pay for parking because you typically do there yeah but yeah, they got a whole whole thing going on inside. So you trick or treat all inside, all throughout the inside of the museum.
0: That's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, man, she totally could join us.
1: Join us. <laughs> what do you guys typically do?
0: Well, Stephanie and I have done a bunch since we met. I I kind of go back and forth on Halloween because I'm a very like low effort. <laughs> kind of human being like I'm not <laughs> I'm not making things but I have been known to last year Thea was like a month old right when Halloween hit so we did the family dressed up as dinosaurs
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know why I think it was a late costume <laughs> it's usually like Stephanie hitting me up at the beginning of September end of August. And she's like, so what are you thinking? And I'm like, it's I'm way not. too early to be having this conversation. <laughs>
1: yeah. I There's two
0: full months happening. Talk to me in a month. And then it'll be October. She'll be like, all right, what are we doing? I'm like, it is too early. <laughs> it's, it is too early. We have one whole month. Yeah. Like with delivery, talk to me in two weeks. And then it comes down to it. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to (laughs) do?
1: Why didn't we do this earlier? (laughs) Yeah. So we definitely
0: did like an Amazon jumpsuit Mm -hmm, kind of dinosaur vibe, uh, which was great. I put on Jurassic Park on the TV while we handed out candy in the neighborhood. Cool. And then this year, because I'm totally committed to being a full family costume Mm -hmm. kind of human being. Okay. Just because why not, right? Yeah, I can fun. be a little bit extra. So we decided, and I guess it's fine to say since this episode will come out. After. After. Yeah. We're going to be the Flintstones. Oh. I'm going nice. to be Fred. She's going to be Wilma and little baby Pebbles. And we bought. That's cute. Uh, we bought Thea this purple dinosaur plush uh-huh. that she'll carry around to be Dino. Sweet. And yeah, that's what we're pulling off this year.
1: Are you going to have a car?
0: (laughs) What did I just (laughs) say? (laughs) Oh, speaking of,
1: (laughs) we did um, Rick and Ralph.
0: Oh, word.
1: Yeah. Family style? Yeah. So I I was Ralph, of course. And um, Io was Penelope von Schwitz. Did you make a cart? We did. Of course you did. We decorated her little push car and (laughs) strolled her around the neighborhood with it. Aww, she it was pretty good. She looked. She had a. She did a nice, a nice look for Penelope. She was a good size at the time.
0: That's awesome.
1: I mean, my my costume was crap for that. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> like what do you have that looks like Ralph? Like,
0: okay, so I only have so much bandwidth. I need to focus on the child's costume.
1: Yeah, we did make a gold hammer for Francis though, because she was uh, Felix sit
0: Felix. Yeah, before you had kids, did you and Francis dress up? Do couples costuming for certain parties? I don't know if you
1: knew this. (laughs) We uh, the the were having a a Halloween party one year, Uh, but this is around the time when you know we we hadn't we weren't talking to them like regularly like I'd used to, Mm. you know. So we got the word that they were going to do Halloween party. We're like, cool, we'll get ready for that, and uh, we went we went total like Day of the Dead face makeup and everything and nice dressed up and all that like really cool pictures. We show up, <laughs> they open it the door, is a costume party. <laughs> they open the door and John doesn't recognize us. <laughs> I, I, I think it was John and it, <laughs> it, it, it took him a second to figure out who we were. Wow. And, and you're impressive. right. Like absolutely nobody had a costume. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> Cause nobody told us that it was not going to be a costume party or they had like changed the plan or something.
0: It's awesome that you would assume that it obviously would be. No,
1: because I'm pretty sure they said it was, and then the plan had changed, but that wasn't conveyed to us. So we showed up with costumes. We had we made a dirt cake and everything, and we were the only ones in costume. <laughs> but That's it was a, it was damn good makeup, though. It was That's pretty good the commitment.
0: That's awesome.
1: But yeah, we um, you know, we try. We used to do a lot of fun stuff with Kim and Derek when they were here because they're they love halloween they're big on it so we okay. go go hang out with them and do do the gory stuff with them so you know zombie style type things we
0: try to participate when we can get into it a little bit i think before stephanie met me she didn't really do a lot mm-hmm. of like halloween stuff and i i did some growing up but there was something about being in the relationship that i'm like no we have to we have to do <laughs> we something
1: we got to represent
0: you remember, I think we were at your house where, talk about the makeshift, Stephanie had a onesie that was a koala. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I'll never forget that she was like, hey, so I took your green sweater and I glued 200 little <laughs> leaves.
1: Yeah, the leaves.
0: And I was like, oh. And she was like, yeah. So we're going to be a koala and her tree. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess that's what's hot in the streets. Yep, I remember that. Another year, the year that Stranger Things season one came out, we ju- I dressed up as Eleven. Oh, did you? Yeah. No I sh- I shaved, I buzzed my head, um, and I shaved my face. I was trying to look for the picture, but I can't find it for some reason. <laughs> Dang it, because I really want to see that now. And it was the scene, you know, where she's like in that pink gown.
1: Uh, I, yeah, that, I think so. That
0: she like stretches her hand out and there's like blood coming from her face. hmm mm-hmm. You know, the, the iconic stuff. Yeah, one year, um, Stephanie and I did Louise and Eugene from Bob's Burgers. Mm, I actually have not seen that show. Really? You yeah. would like that show. You think so? I do think so. It's all family dynamic in like a really cool way. But a very like sarcastic, funny way as well. Okay. All right. I definitely recommend it. Were you into Halloween when you were younger? Was that something you're
1: when I was really
0: observed or
1: when I was really young? I was. I, I had this white ninja costume that I wore every single Halloween until it just looked stupid to try wearing it.
0: That, that <laughs> was your Halloween costume?
1: <laughs> yep. And then I, after that happened, I just kind of gave up on on it you know i wasn't too into it for a little stretch
0: did your parents take you trick-or-treating or or did you go off by yourself
1: uh as far as i remember i usually went i think
0: when my brother was
1: too young to be going off completely on his own i think he would take us if i remember correctly nice because we had friends in the neighborhood so we either went with i think we just went with somebody's parents whoever was up for it that night
0: you know, I remember as a kid going trick or treating in the mall. Yeah, I think about it now, and it's an insane—it's an insane thought.
1: Insane in what
0: way? Getting dressed up and just going to different stores. Getting <laughs> instead of getting candy, you just get like a coupon for promotional. A <laughs> yeah, and I don't like your cheese. marketing stuff. Yeah, that's not my bag, man.
1: I I remember when that happened when people started getting. More worried and concerned about what you might get, you know, trick or treating. Oh yeah, and then the malls became a bigger option because you know it was the safer option.
0: Safer that you get no candy. I know,
1: but safe it's, nonetheless. Safer, much more sad.
0: <laughs>
1: it's 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 terrible. It just sucks that it you know things went that way because you. I mean, you would still want to be careful, of course, but you weren't really worried about. You know, getting, getting something nasty or somebody pulling some really sick joke, you know?
0: The you stories about of, like, that. razor blades in the yeah. apples or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you
1: just got your candy and you could be a kid and not worry about it. You can't then, be a kid anymore. No, now you just can't trust the motherfuckers anymore.
0: I feel like trick-or-treating community-wise is coming back. Oh, I guess it depends on where you live. It's definitely big in my neighborhood. For sure, for sure. Is it big in yours?
1: Well, so here's the thing. Our na- <laughs> you've seen our neighborhood. It is walking around here is a nightmare. It seems it's,
0: untrick-or-treatable.
1: It is super hilly. Some of these driveways are just terrifying to walk on. <laughs> and so you either have this, you know, the sensible people that are nice about it and bring their shit down to the bottom of the driveway, or you have the other folks that'll leave it on their Porch and like yeah you better work for this because <laughs> <laughs> you got to earn it. It is a hike, and it's not like uh, you know the houses aren't all really close to each other. Some of them are pretty s- separate. Yeah, and there's no sidewalks, so it's um. I mean, everyone knows that kids are out doing the trick or treating, but it gets dark as shit in our neighborhood. Honestly, so,
0: I think we left at at some point, and I was like leaving your house. I was like, I don't think I see streetlights anywhere.
1: There, no. The only thing we have are. Like the occasional utility light, which is actually right, we have one on our on the end of our driveway. Yeah, but it, and that's only if the person on that unit decides to pay for it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> wow. so
0: it's, it's it's interesting. You gotta export your trick or treating and then come back.
1: I mean, that's kind of what we're doing now. We I mean, we walked a little bit, you know, but it it's it's a it's a lot of effort in this neighborhood. And now there's there more trunk or treats. We've never gone to a trunk or treat though. Ever do that? What is that? Where you get people basically? Well, I think you're supposed to dress up, and then you just go to a a, a, like a parking lot or something. Oh, and and people just
0: open up their trunks. Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow.
1: Like our church is doing one.
0: That makes sense. More community based. All the parents get to hang out.
1: Yeah, you know, you don't have to go walking all that far or anything like that. Everyone can see what's going on. We have never done that. We did do the mall, I think, once this on Saturday is probably going to be the biggest thing we've done in a while nice. in, terms of, in terms of trick-or-treating so
0: do you remember like a standout costume that you personally did doesn't have to be with your family but just oh yeah in the, me, uh, in the era of your your trick-or-treating this I would imagine it's around college
1: yeah I don't know if I trick-or-treated with it but I made a uh, Kakashi costume what yeah let me <laughs> Let me show you, dude. I I grew my hair out for a while to do it.
0: Oh, I so want to see that.
1: That was probably my most favorite,
0: most accomplished.
1: Yeah, I was like, dang, I think I pulled this one off pretty good. What about you? Do you have one that that you are quite proud of?
0: So I went to college at VCU and Richmond, you know, party party city. And I remember the year. That I so 2006, I guess, was the first Halloween that we spent over there. And everyone was trying to come up with a costume and, you know, low lift.
1: Mm-hmm. That,
0: that's, that's my nickname, my, <laughs> my costume nickname. <laughs> so the biggest thing that we had at the time was Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. So I dressed up as Axel, one of the playable characters oh, from Guitar that's Hero. That's cool. Yeah. So I had the whole like Jean outfit. I put on a Guitar Hero controller and uh, had a mullet wig, mm-hmm. and I lived, wow! I lived my best life.
1: That is, I would have loved to seen that.
0: <laughs> the other, and honestly, my probably my most creative moment was when I worked at Hallmark Creations. My era there, I was really in charge of breaking down all the boxes. And some of my coworkers and I were going to a party. Mm-hmm. So, I took all the boxes. Again, I'm working at Hallmark, right? Mm-hmm. I had the boxes. I had a bunch of wrapping paper that was like being discontinued. So, we had taken it off, right? It was our shrink.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, I went in the back and I created three costumes for myself and two of my coworkers. Wow. And we were Tetris. Oh, we were just talking about that. Yes. No way. The infamous Tetris. So I am a blue L piece. Uh-huh. There's another red L piece and a green square.
1: That is great. Literally just thought about doing that. I
0: know. I finally found the picture.
1: Your Tetris block. Do you look oh. like Francis's cousin? <laughs> oh my gosh. I got to show her. This is so funny. But yeah, we were doing these barbecue parties uh, once a month and just having a, whoever wanted to come, come through the house. And Francis came, so at the time, Francis's brother was dating James's and John's and Julian's sister, mm. right? So they're um, nine years younger than me, so that she was always been like a, a younger sister to me. Our friends and our people came throughout the early part of the day, lunchtime, going into early evening, and then there was a whole second wave of people that showed up, and that was their friends. Nice. So... They all came. We met then, and then they just kept coming back because we were also doing the workouts at the house at the time. Mm-hmm. So James was living with me, and you know John was always there, and we so we were working out all the time. And then their sister would come and work out, and she would bring Francis with her. Oh wow! And that was that
0: was how it all started
1: because we threw barbecues every <laughs> once a month. It's
0: <laughs> the best way to bring in a good crowd.
1: And that was that's the whole reason why we met Steph. Food and community. Food and community. Exactly. That's why we did it, and it it worked. And it look, worked. Look at the fruit it bore.
0: <laughs> so take a look at me now. Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just an yeah. Good times. I got a segue for you. Oh. You know what would probably creep me the fuck out? What? A room full of like mannequins and puppets. <laughs> 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 like for real.
0: <laughs> you know those um like porcelain dolls? Yeah. Where like the eye kind of opens. There's like uh, some sort yeah. of weighted component to it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For Stephanie and me, that is a big no.
1: Oh, hell no. Hell no. No 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 no. No no just, no. always oh, place there
0: some Annabelle type shit,
1: you know? Oh, yeah, f- no, no place in the house. No 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 sir. So speaking so, yeah. of puppets. Yeah, so speaking of puppets. <laughs> just a just a little a, a little uh a little side note in here. So per your recommendation, your continued recommendation, I did start Lies of P. Woo! Yeah. And
0: it's, how
1: it's do you good. like it? It's good. It's really well done.
0: Coming from a Dark Souls, Bloodborne Lens, right? Like really being about those kinds of games.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How do you feel about this game? Because I don't feel it's those, right? It's not those games, but it's inspired by some of what I consider the best parts of those games.
1: Yeah, definitely. So They don't hide that inspiration at all, which is fine. You know? Um, Like... They did make some interesting tweaks to it, though. Like Uh, what? Even even down to, so you you know how you have um, to use your items? You kind of, you can press up or down to cycle through some options and then.
0: Oh, yeah, like your your belts or whatever?
1: Yeah. So that's, it's an expansion of what you might typically see on a Souls game. Like you you would get, or just a different implementation of it, I suppose. Mm Mm-hmm. That's been interesting. Uh, the leveling system is all pretty much the same, essentially. The weapon system is cool so far. I, I like it being able to make different combinations of weapons. What, what interests me interests me about that a lot is that like, these games are very carefully balanced, typically. You know, and you could absolutely you know wreck the balance of the game if you build out certain ways. Yeah. So that must have been pretty hard for them I think to to work around that from a programming and design perspective because you can mix and match where the blade type and the damage type and things like that can be added to a whole different move set. Yeah. Based on the handle, which is really interesting. So that's a nice component to it. And I, and I'm glad that when I find new weapons they're actually different.
0: Yeah, just not like reskins or something.
1: Yeah. So everything, every time I get something new, I'm like, oh, I should try so, you know, I should try the different things. And I kind of already have an idea of what I want. So like when I picked up uh, the glaive, I got the glaive recently, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I know exactly what I want to do. <laughs> so I paired it, I paired it with a handle that would do sweeping, like wide attacks and stuff like that, which is cool because usually you don't get that kind of customization. It's just this is what the weapon does. You either leverage it for how it's designed, or you just don't.
0: Like, don't use it. Just use so. something else that's coming down the line. Yeah, no, I I love that aspect of it. It was definitely something that kind of took me a while to realize. Because I definitely started out with a stabbing weapon. Uh-huh. And then I really liked that handle. And I remember I got like this um, exploding axe head. Ooh,
1: I got the plane axe so far.
0: So with the exploding one, obviously it's an axe, right? So you have to swing it. Yeah. And I put it on a stabbing handle. <laughs> I and mean, I'll you s- can. You can. <laughs> you do- the game will let you do that dumbness. Yeah. <laughs> I learned very quickly.
1: <laughs> this is not the way. I was like,
0: "Uh, this is not working so well."
1: Yeah, it's, I just like, I like it. It's a really nice customization. Like I was fighting the uh, the survivor, the faster light blade guy that you fight in small quarters, the small room. Yes, he's basically the second human that you fight.
0: Oh, the one in the factory.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like I, I was like, do I want to equip a light weapon to to be at speed with him, or do I want something to for the range so i Mm -hmm. went i started initially with (laughs) with the gun with the gun grave or the grave glaive on the electro i forget all the real names like the the electro electro mace handle yeah Yeah, because it sweeps Mm -hmm. but the but the baton is short so i was like well i'll put a long blade on it it worked for a little while and then i changed tactics i was like you know what i'm just gonna i got the flame dagger out Mm -hmm. and i put that on I put it on. I think I put it on the axe handle. Actually, I put it on a sweeping attack too. It wasn't. I didn't keep it on the stabbing
0: because
1: mm-hmm. I prefer sweeps like sweeping attacks because that's how I how I typically fight. And I, I I beat him after a couple tries doing that. It's definitely they definitely got it right where you have to every time. I don't want to play the game the way that I know I'm supposed to. I die like way too much.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: like this is too. You know, I I could try to keep brute forcing this, but then I'm like, you know what? I should I'll just stop. <laughs> so then I stopped, took the time to learn his his his, his, uh, his speed and his pacing, and w- once I get parrying, then it's like, oh, this is no problem at all. And then I found if I'm fast enough with with my dodging and maneuvering, you can get that sneak attack on him. Hell
0: yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to talk
1: about. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, oh, now I got to find out the which moves open him up yeah so i'll look for those moves and i'll do the quick you know do the quick dodge right behind him and then hit him with a backstab
0: that is something that i really do enjoy about lies of p is the like staggering system in general mm-hmm. i like and i don't know if it's this way with bloodborne and in those games as well but if you get the perfect guard or the perfect parry it actually weakens sometimes you can break their weapon
1: yeah that's a really cool dynamic
0: Sometime, but what it will do is increase the enemy's stagger count. Yeah. so you can get to that point where like their health bar starts glowing white. And if you do a heavy attack, you get an auto stagger. Some enemies, not all of them, if you're sneaky and quick enough to get around behind them and you do that like critical hit backstab, oh, it just feels so satisfying,
1: yeah, because it's just as good, but you didn't have to build them up to it. <laughs>
0: And that's not, you can't do that on every enemy.
1: Yeah, that the stagger, I, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I played Bloodborne. Usually it's just once you wear out the bar, they just stagger. Like you hit them again with something and you don't have to hit them with a strong attack to do it, to set it up. That, having to hit him with that definitely is frustrating at some points, but it also increases the urgency. Hitting him with the heavy? Yeah, having to hit up, set up the heavy, because... Usually when I'm fighting, I'm hitting. You know, it's like I've got everything carefully timed out and, and all that stuff. And then I was like, oh crap! Now I got to figure out when to
0: <laughs> when, you can when can to figure out heavy.
1: this timing <laughs> so I can get him in the stagger.
0: I love it. I feel like it raises the stakes of the battle because if you, I have lost that window before, oh, yeah. and I'm like, man, I just worked so hard yeah. for this boss to like get down to that point. Do you use items at all? No,
1: not yet. And I typically don't.
0: I typically don't. I will say, as I continued playing that game, from the midpoint to the end, items were critical.
1: Yeah, I was expecting that, so that I have a tendency not to use them until I really, really need them.
0: I will give you one piece of advice that I did not know and found very helpful. I don't know if you've gotten this item yet, but there is an item you will receive that is a shot put. Mm Okay. Whenever you receive this shot put, when the enemy is ready to be staggered, you can throw the shot put and it will trigger
1: the stagger. That's a huge deal.
0: I read that on Reddit and it changed the way that I play.
1: Wow. Is it slow to throw?
0: It is. It's like a heavy throw, yes. But it can go super far. Oh, interesting. So you don't have to be close necessarily. Yeah, that's awesome. Can't wait to have that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad you're liking the game. It's really good. Yeah. The only, if
1: I had to nitpick something yeah. at this point, uh, and I'm still early, so I don't really know if I am, I'm sure it's going to change in some way. Like the puppet enemy design so far, have just been bland. You know, mm-hmm. I do like how I, I like the style of the people though, so far. Yeah. And like, I don't worry. Normally when I get into a souls game, I'm I'm tense as fuck when, when you first get in there because you're like, I don't know. Everything's don't know trying to kill is. me. Yeah, I don't know how this is gonna play. I don't I don't understand my my role timing or any of that stuff. I don't have that with this yet. So I'm just like running through stuff pretty fast. And I don't know if that's just from the experience I've had or if they're not challenged. I mean it they do plenty of damage if I'm not paying attention.
0: Yeah. Do you think this game is Harder, easier, or the same as your average Soulsborne game?
1: I would say easier so far.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's so probably far. why I got to beat the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but but having I'll tell you this much, having played Sekudo and finished that and platinuming that, that helped a ton. Yeah. Because if I if I had not played that and I was forced to learn how to parry well. That, that could be a tall order cuz in Sekiro you have you just you just have to you have to understand and know when to parry and and we're talking about samurai up in this bitch <laughs> so they, yeah. when they come swinging they come swinging fast you know and it, and in fast combos so if you don't ingrain that pattern and that rhythm there's no way you're going to block that stuff that that set me up a ton cuz I I know like what to expect really and I already have a sense of that timing and mm-hmm. feel like that one boss threw me scrapper scrap policeman the scrap policeman because i, I got the, the timing down and then he got faster
0: yes i was like ah
1: god so now i gotta <laughs> retime everything and then they, they threw in the lightning part so it's like okay well I got, now i gotta block it get out of the way or block it hit him with a quick weapon get out of the way you know it's like you have to having to
0: adjust and all that so are you rocking two weapons right now and you're switching like you're equipping Ye- two weapons.
1: Yeah, usually. I did that with especially with the Scrapper policeman. I I started with a oh, with the mace, I think. I started with a heavier weapon. As soon as he's changed, I changed to the lighter one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I could move faster. But yeah, I think I think Sekiro definitely helped. Yeah. With that. Cuz yeah. I'm like I'm not afraid to try and get in there and parry them.
0: That was something I had to get over because yeah. when I played Elden Ring, I didn't parry at all. Everything mm-hmm. was a roll dodge. And I learned very quickly in this game that I need to learn when to roll and when to parry. Yeah. Cause even if you do an imperfect parry, you take damage. Right. But it has that like bloodborne thing where like if you attack quickly, you get some of that health back.
1: Yeah, you get it back.
0: But if you actually get hit, you lose it.
1: It goes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. Cause it and they did it, they pulled. They're implementing it well, yeah. you know.
0: It's like a small Korean developer.
1: Yeah, but no, that my hat's off to them. They did a great job so far, and I I know there's a, still a ton. I'm I'm using a so I do want to get the platinum on this if I can. I know that that's going to take at least two playthroughs to do it. So I'm following a guide, but only so that I don't miss anything.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: You know, so like I don't I don't. It's not telling me everything that's happening. I just read the next trophy because they do it kind of in order. So I'll just read like what's the next collectible so I don't miss it and then sure. I'll stop looking at it. But yeah, it's great. I do I just I just want to get it back in there and keep playing it. It's good.
0: I'll be excited when you finish it. Um I did get to roll credits on Lies of P and the ending was interesting. And I say that as unemotional as possible. <laughs> okay. There are multiple right. endings. Yes. Yes, and for those I am of aware you, of that. for those of you who don't know, *Lies of P* is about Pinocchio and Geppetto and puppets. Yes. And basically, what's happened is that puppets have gone crazy and have been killing humans. And there's this element called Ergo that all of a sudden this one puppet kind of has like a soul and can lie, which puppets are not supposed to be able to lie due to the tenets of the grand covenant i believe
1: yeah it's a very ai type thing
0: yes yes it very much is the will smith ai movie. yeah yeah with uh that's with alan tudyk right uh he's the robot is he yeah i love that man i know that dude disappears into <laughs> every role he does
1: every time i see it i'm like yes I'm watching it whatever he's in
0: yeah i i really enjoyed that game i will look forward to the dlc so what ended up happening is that I finished Lies of P and immediately started playing the Callisto Protocol.
1: Mm, nice. How is that going? I have beaten Damn. the Callisto Protocol. That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's going quickly, apparently. So I, I beat
0: that game in eight hours and a half, which makes me, I, wow. I put it on normal difficulty. I, you know, these are like the old team that made... Dead Space formed this studio and it's their first outing. I don't really remember too much hype or noise when the game dropped. I think there was a little bit of a backlash that people didn't really like it.
1: I can tell you on that. So this is the industry I like to follow. (laughs) So I I got research here. You want me to give me some color on that? So there definitely was hype around it when it was first announced because it came from the same people that that started dead space and dead space is a pretty widely beloved franchise at this point
0: visceral games i think
1: yeah i think that's correct so people were hyped about it cuz they're like oh this is the new thing from the dead space you know developers and and it looked great in the early showings right lots of very bloody very gory very like environmental interaction going on people were super excited about it and then the previews started to come out on, near around release time uh, length, I think, was one of the things people didn't like. That was a little too short for people's liking, uh, and also, it was one of those situations where they're like, it was the potential was there, but there was stuff about it that just wasn't quite buttoned up. And I think people were saying it just wasn't really. There were some aspects to it that were like it wasn't what they were really expecting sure. it to be. But not that it was bad. It just wasn't what they're expecting. Yeah. And then it and then it came out that the budget for that game was 150 million somewhere in that neighborhood. Goddamn. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you have, you know, co- context for like game budgets and stuff, but that is way too much. <laughs> that that is like that you that's pretty much like AAA space budget, yeah. right? So you're you're talking like one of the first party studios from one of the major, you know, platform holders would have a budget like that for a game. And you know, and as good as it might have been, Calista Protocol was definitely not that. And so it did not garner the success they were hoping for. And people were unsure if that was going to lead to another one. And I think they, not too long ago, did went through some layoffs. I mm-hmm. think I forget they they had popped back up in the news again for something. Until we got this, until the industry got to see more of it, people were super excited about it. Yeah. And then it just came out and was kind of a letdown. Again, not like terrible, just not what people were looking for, and especially not at that budget. So it was kind of this weird.
0: Yeah, I think playing it now with all that context, like not surrounding it, I thought it was a decent game. I think the first half of the game is actually really good, mm-hmm. visually stunning, like the mm-hmm. motion capture and the the rendering that they did for the actors. I forget her name. I think it's Karen Nakamura. She's in The Boys. Um, Okay, yeah. And I think it's Josh Dumel. I could be wrong. But like, bro, amazing, right? And the combat system is really interesting because in Dead Space, you had to cut the limbs off of the necromorphs, and that was the only way you could kill them. If you shot the body, it wouldn't work. And this one... It's more melee based Mm -hmm. where you have to actively dodge attacks before you can attack because it's like you're breaking out of a prison. It's like, you know, prison fighting kind of situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was one of the things, too.
0: That, to me, was really interesting. There are like these robots enemies that you encounter, um, and there's a couple variations on the enemy, right? Like the main type of enemy. Mm -hmm. but the game was way short. Like, when I got to the end, I was like, wow. How (laughs) am I here already? Yeah. I'm already there. It had great atmosphere. I wouldn't call it necessarily scary. It was a bit gory. I think it wrapped up nicely. I think it definitely could have gone too long, but something about the gameplay, halfway through the game, started to get a little bit stale and really Mm -hmm. repetitive. Okay. And... It was, I mean, it was a good experience. I liked it. You know, mm-hmm. but it was nothing to write home about. They're probably not going to make a second one. I heard that they released DLC for it. Are you, Well, I'm not going to spoil the game, <laughs> but I heard that the DLC that they released kind of insinuates that that's it.
1: Oh, really? I don't. I don't remember hearing much about the DLC.
0: Yeah, it came out like i think 3 months ago but something about the way that that dlc ended kind of made it seem like they have put the lid <laughs> right on all on all production there but you know it was free for for ps plus so i was like why not i love dead space it was an interesting experience not that great of a game but fun for what it was 8 hours so
1: crazy and i think if i'm not mistaken it was one of the it might actually be the first or one of the earliest games on the new unreal engine 5? Oh really? I think. I thought I heard that, that mentioned before. And so some people were speculating that might have been the reason for the budget to inflate as much as it did. Mm. But yeah, people were just they're like there's no the whole thing just kind of didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's like how would you spend this much money to make a game that was that short?
0: And not that impactful,
1: and not yeah, it's like and just not that great. It doesn't need to be long by any by any means, but if it's short, better be damn good <laughs> for that amount of time.
0: Yeah. Well, horror games pivoting to. Horror movies? So for those of you that listened last (laughs) time. (laughs) Who are you asking? I'm asking all of us, Chris. Okay, everyone. So if you listened to last week's episode, Chris and I decided that for Halloween's conclusion, we would watch a scary movie. Now, I am a fan of scary movies and horror movies. Chris, I get the feeling that you're really not. Like a fan? Generally, no. Yeah. I could tell from after we picked the movie, you said, oh, God, why did I do this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a very vivid imagination, okay? It gets the best of me sometimes.
0: (laughs) So what we ended up deciding is that we were going to watch 2021's Malignant. So Malignant was directed by James Wan and from adapted from a screenplay by Alika Cooper. And it was based on a story that Wan and his wife, Ingrid, wrote together. But by the time that it had gone through some rewrites, they decided just to give the screenplay credit to Alika. Hmm. And so this movie is very interesting. So for those of you that don't know the name James Wan, very popular in the horror scene. This is the guy responsible for Saw. So Saw 1 was his directorial debut. Did you know that?
1: Wow, no, I didn't. That a, is one of credit. the
0: most impressive. <laughs> I love the original Saw.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic movie.
0: And so he had done that movie coming straight out of film school. And this is, this is part of the reason why I love horror, okay? Because people who make horror movies do so under incredibly tight budgets mm. and that limitation is what creates ingenuity so right. james Wan was talking because he did saw with his writing partner i forget his name but they were both coming out of film school together where they had a very small budget and they were like okay how can we make a movie that takes place in one room and costs nothing hmm <laughs> And so, originally, Saw was going to be a movie about two people stuck on an elevator, and all the camera angles were going to be security cam footage. Wow. But eventually, they repurposed that into Saw, which is two men chained to the opposite walls with a dead man in the middle of the room. And so, Saw became huge. All of a sudden, James Wan is wanted- by a lot of people. So I did read that he did have um, a bit of a slump. So Saw made $103 million worldwide. Okay. And its budget was like 200000 some shit like that.
1: No way. Wow. Yeah,
0: it made so much money. So it immediately greenlit Saw 2 and the entire franchise. But he was kind of done with it. He directed the first one. He co-wrote the third one, but he was an executive producer on all the other ones. Mm -hmm. And then he did the movie Dead Silence, which I don't know if you remember, is about a ventriloquist. Nope. Never heard of this. Fucking terrible. (laughs) Terrible movie. Okay. It got cut down, hardcore. And then he did some other movie with Kevin Bacon called Death Sentence, which was also trash. And people were like, okay, this guy was, he was good. Yeah, But he was a one-hit uh,
1: wonder. But Maybe like, three-hit wonder.
0: Exactly. And then you know what I found out that I didn't know, kind of bringing it back? In 2008, Juan directed the trailer for Dead Space. What? Yeah. Shit. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. I did not know that. So he does the trailer for Dead Space, comes back, does Insidious. Insidious kills He's back on the map, does The Conjuring, ends up like making a deal with Universal, ends up somehow directing Fast and Furious 7. Awesome. <laughs> which is the highest grossing is Fast it really? and Furious movie. No way. Yes. And so he does uh, Final Fan- or Final Fantasy. <laughs> he does Fast and Furious 7. He goes back and does some more horror movies. He comes and does Aquaman. Okay. Go does his horror movies. Now he's releasing Aquaman and the Lo- the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. So it's almost like horror is his shit. Yeah. But you know, you gotta you gotta do something. One yeah, for yeah. me, one for the studio, <laughs> you know? Uh huh. So Malignant comes at a time, it was supposed to release in March of 2020. And as we all know, what happened in March twenty twenty? When the film industry stopped and no movies were coming out. So they ended up pushing it. It had a very small, limited release on like HBO Max and basically got pushed aside and like no one watched this movie. Mm. We watched it.
1: We watched it.
0: If you could summarize how you felt about this movie in one sentence or phrase, what would it be? I would just say confused. <laughs> confused. Okay. Yeah. I would say. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I didn't know what it what I was experiencing. <laughs> and I didn't know what the intent was either.
0: So this is going to be a spoiler-heavy conversation, as one may think. Um, and I, I've been trying to go back and forth in my head as, like, as to what the best way to talk about this movie is. So maybe we'll talk about it kind of in order that it happened. I took some notes because, you know, I'm a fucking nerd. so this movie and and i'll read the plot so you guys can kind of get an understanding of what's happening right so the movie starts in 1993 and i totally thought it was stranger's things like it was coming out these doctors are trying to sedate this dude gabriel the minute it started they obviously don't show gabriel like dude is throwing people out of the room and i'm like it's gonna be a fucking kid Yep. <laughs> it's gonna and you know what? It was a fucking kid. Dude,
1: we were we were calling this movie all the way through. Really? I, I watched it with Ivan, yeah.
0: Nice. I watched it with Stephanie. It was very old school, like the eighties kind of films. And then, you know, it flashed forward twenty-seven years and you meet the main character whose name is Maddie, and it's a woman, you know, living in Seattle with her husband. She's pregnant, she's coming home in between shifts, cause apparently she works her fucking ass off and her husband does nothing. Yeah. Yeah, what a terrible man!
1: Yeah, what a, he's a dick.
0: He's just like completely passive aggressive to her. She's like, "Oh man, I feel, I feel like sick. Maybe I'll just lay down for a little bit." He's like, "Whoa, I'm watching my show." Yeah, no, he's, I'm watching UFC, man. <laughs> you cannot come in here and just turn off UFC. So she does, and since she turned off UFC, he goes all UFC on her. <laughs> pretty much. there's a line that i wrote down i wrote down like various lines that just like hit me like Uh a ton of bricks and one of them was when the husband said she was talking about how she feels ill right and she doesn't know why and he says quote maybe you need to stop getting pregnant
1: (laughs) i i was i wanted to pause it and just be like what what
0: like it doesn't Just happen. (laughs) (laughs) Let alone multiple times. What the hell kind of line is that? (laughs) Dude, he was such an asshole. So the husband ends up getting mad and grabs her head, back slams it into the wall. Yeah. It was a very big death.
1: It was. Yeah. That was vicious right there.
0: And she did nothing. He went down to get ice and she just closed the door. Yeah. Get out of the house. She's bleeding. Whatever. <laughs> Get out you know, of the
1: house. There there are many many weird decisions in this movie. So many times we're just like why? Why? What is happening here? I don't understand.
0: And so in this first like opening part, the way that I saw the movie because again I watch a lot of horror movies, right? It had the campiness of like one of those B Horror movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it felt intentional. It it felt like here's a bigger big budget production, but we are making old school campiness. And I, I want to say it was like an homage and intentional as opposed to just shitty. <laughs> I
1: couldn't tell. It was hard. And it happened right off the bat. like w- When they were in the in the facility at the very beginning, Yeah, I was watching it and I was like, are they serious with this acting right now? Because it was horrible.
0: It was a opinion. little over the top. It was horrible. It was a little over the top.
1: <laughs> I, I, I was questioning it immediately. Are we just going to pull back and we find out that this is really not real life that we're looking at? It was know? all
0: a dream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> something like that. Because this just doesn't... I was like, man, I don't know what we're in for now. I couldn't tell. I was like, what is what is the goal here? You know? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so after that happens, the husband can't get back into the room. So obviously your man's got to sleep on the couch. This house that they have, I don't know if it was just me, but Stephanie and I got really caught up on the fact that their rooms were huge. Huge. I have never huge. seen so much space. <laughs> the couch looked like it was a tic-tac in the yeah. middle of the room. And I was like, where is this? Because from the outside, it kind of looks like a, a really thin, yeah, not that wide of a house. But holy shit.
1: Oh, it's wide.
0: It's wide. The next thing that happens is that the husband wakes up and we get the very first scary moment of the movie. So this says that she has a nightmare of a person entering their house and killing Derek. That was not clear. That she had a oh. vision of that.
1: Oh, so that so that first encounter was actually the first vision.
0: Yeah. That's what it says here on the plot. I did not interpret it that way.
1: I did not pick up on that either.
0: I thought we were just seeing dude wake up, bunch of scary noises, you know, things moving. And I will say it was creepy. When this part hit, it was jumpy. It was exactly what I thought this movie was going to be. Stephanie and I were watching it downstairs in my studio where I don't have a couch, but we're both in, like, our own office chairs. That first jump, like, when the TV turned on and it was, like, you know, really loud and shit like that, she jumped and grabbed me. (laughs) And that never happens. I was like, oh, shit. She's screwed. (laughs) Because so many little jump things happen. And this is why I like horror. I was telling Stephanie, like, As a sound dude, and I used to work on like film productions and stuff, with horror specifically, you have to know how to scare your audience. Mm -hmm. And when you give something away, like actually showing your monster, for example, or doing those jump scares, you can't repeat it.
1: No. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? Like, you can only use one type of scare once, and it will really work, and then you get diminishing returns every single time. So I was really surprised by this first encounter, because I feel like they gave away a lot. Yeah, they were giving
1: it up, like, pretty quick.
0: They were giving up super quick. And when you finally see, like, the the shadowy figure that, like, stabs the head of the husband, and we, we are obviously in spoiler country here, the minute that I saw that, I said, the woman is the killer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't figured out like how exactly. I, I thought was,
0: I thought she was possessed.
1: Mm, at this I was, point, at this I was point, still giving movie. it up. Yeah, I was still like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna disbelieve for a little bit <laughs> and see where this goes.
0: The minute that that stabbing, because you know the monster's like in silhouetted black or whatever. Yeah, I was like that hair. I've seen that hair five seconds ago.
1: And they did have, um, they had that other scene shortly after where she's just standing there in the room. And they have her Oh, when she comes
0: down and checks?
1: No, no, it was after.
0: Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. no, when she's with the, when the sister comes up?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And she's like, yeah, I, I felt like this movie at all times was just telling you the information. Yeah. It wasn't hiding much. it. I don't know if it was thinking it was being clever. Yeah, I, I don't know. but I don't it, know. But it really wasn't. And then when when the dude dies and Maddie wakes up and she goes down and she sees the the monster Gabriel, yeah, it was to it felt like a complete rip off of the ring, right? Like yeah. the body contortion creeping, but that motherfucker could jump.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that thing was moving,
0: and it knocked her ass out. The minute it broke down the door, I was like, wow, that woman has lost her child.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: After that happens and she gets taken to the hospital, we get introduced to the two cops. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the two cops?
1: When they got introduced, I was I was like, what is Kakoa?
0: <laughs> this is the dude's name. Kakoa Shaw. One of the greatest horror movie names. I <laughs> We always watch movies with subtitles.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And I, when I saw that on the screen, I was like, what the fuck? Is that really his name? Yeah. And he said it like 70 times. I know. I'm Detective Kakoa Shaw. Like he had to say the full name. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm Kakoa Shaw. I was like, what is Kakoa? What kind of name is that? I don't know, bro. He could have very easily been like, I'm Detective Shaw. <laughs> exactly. It seems is, so much more believable. Kind of, is there some kind of meaning there, Kakoa? You know? The minute that the cops came in, it again felt like a different movie. It did. All of a sudden, it felt like an episode of CSI.
1: Because then we, we get the cops, and, and there's already like a little bit of... I'm like, are they, are they trying to be funny?
0: Yeah, it was like a buddy comedy.
1: Yeah, because the other cop was like, I don't believe any of this shit. <laughs> you know? The black cop?
0: Yeah. Dude, the black... I had issues with the black cop. I had issues with black people represented in this movie... All the way through. Because uh-huh. I only saw, and I could be wrong, I only saw two black people in this entire movie. One uh, of them was the cop. And the second one was one of the women in the prison near the end of the movie for yeah, the jail.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, the disco question.
0: The disco 70s <laughs> soul mama. I was like, right I was like what the, out the fuck soul are we tray. doing, dude? <laughs> Can we not get like they, a, they re- a regular human being, like not a caricature? Of black culture, but that's neither here nor there. The cops make a joke about the like forensic evidence person having a crush on yeah Kakoa. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I was I was like, what? I was like, Am I watching a you know
1: a syndicated show here? Like, why what is this? Like a laugh track starts <laughs> going on in the background. Yeah, like she's flirting with him and stuff. Like they're joking about her. I was like, I
0: don't what am I watching? Exactly. <laughs> what am I watching? So then Maddie wakes up in the hospital. We find out she has a sister. Kakoa comes in to interview an unconscious woman. And luckily the sister shows up. And then there's kind of like a, a love, <laughs> like romantic comedy thing yeah. between the sister and Kakoa.
1: Yep. This is a ladies' man right here.
0: dude. The Dude, the dude gets around. But I will say the the scene where Maddie realizes that she's lost the baby mm. and she goes through that processing. Yeah. Stephanie was fucked up.
1: Yeah. That's that's pretty brutal.
0: Yeah. That was the point where I was like, oh man, if Chris actually watches this with Francis.
1: Oh no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. She'd and be was, out already.
0: It was still near the beginning. So we were I was like, oh shit, is this gonna be like some crazy it, it horror movies are different when it involves babies and kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That That's a line where it's like, mm, I got to yep. You might've gone a little too far. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, the black cop from the beginning says that it's Maddie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, she calls it out. She already. calls
0: it very early on. And then Maddie goes back home, I guess after two weeks, which I feel like is not enough time and she shouldn't be in that house by herself. no. No. But she I was ready to there. go back, dude. She was. It was her house, Chris. I was like, "Why, why?
1: If I saw that in my house, I'm like, burn that motherfucker down,
0: or at least sell it." Ah, uh, no. <laughs> How are you gonna get a new house? You gotta think <laughs> of the logistics here.
1: Gotta Insurance. think logically. Insurance?
0: I didn't burn it. Someone else did. No, <laughs> it, was <Gabriel. laughs> it was Gabriel. It was Gabriel. It was Gabriel. And then what ends up happening is that night that she finally comes back from the hospital, we get the second scare scene, which is lights flickering, shadowy figure outside under the streetlight, and then winds howling as it seems like a spirit enters the house. Mm -hmm. Nothing too big, very short scare. And then Maddie wakes up and goes full home alone. (laughs) Yeah. Batten down the hatches. She puts <laughs> new locks on everything. She sets up miniature traps. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And then that scene happens that you're talking about, where like she's just staring at the hole that her head made in yeah. the bedroom. Yeah, but it's her body, and then you see like her shadow.
1: Her shadow's there. The it lighting just, has
0: made her yeah. shadow.
1: <laughs> like that's exactly what it looks like. It's like, what are you trying to tell me? That 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 was that scene where she tur- she turns and her sister's right there.
0: Oh, in the window, yeah, dude, I jumped. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that was actually pretty good. I was like, okay, I see. And to <laughs> me, that's what a good horror movie does. Like the jumps have to be. There's a I always say there's a very fine line between comedy and horror, mm-hmm. but they do share a line, and mm-hmm. that was a great little jump thing. I mean, the sister was pretty funny. Yeah, but it was just—I was like, "Is this what we wanted in this movie?" I mean, kinda, right? If your if your sibling has just gone through huge trauma, you're gonna try to lighten the mood. Yeah,
1: I, I suppose.
0: After all, you are like a children's performer, right? Isn't that what what her show was? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was dressed she's up as like a, a princess. A, yeah, and then at that point, Maddie says something crazy. Which was like, she blames herself because she wanted a baby because she wants like a real bloodline connection.
1: Yeah. I was I was like, where did that come from?
0: Right? You know. And then you find out that she's adopted, which Maddie knew, but the sister never got told. I wasn't sure about that. Is that how it was? Yeah. The sister didn't the know? The sister didn't know because she was like, what do you mean like bloodline? And she literally tells her like, I was adopted, because the as we find out later when we start watching home videos, the sister wasn't born by the time that she that's, was adopted.
1: That's right. That's right. She was already adopted.
0: She was already adopted. Which is, it right. just seems like a weird choice of not letting, because you know these are like adult women. Mm-hmm. You think they'd know right now, but apparently not. And then we open, we pan, and a new lady is introduced that's giving like tours of the underground of Seattle. Well this random ass tour guide lady gets abducted by Gabriel and Gabriel takes her to his sanctuary with with his big ass fan in the background. <laughs> yeah.
1: See at, at this point you you can see and you can tell that it's just like a person in some way and not some sort of monster.
0: Yeah, cuz in the you beginning know? it looked like an alien. Yeah. Cuz you see you see Gabriel behind like some plastic sheets or whatever yeah and i was like is this an alien movie yeah i know i was like what is happening back there
1: so that when because you see the gabriel doing like normalish things and at that point i was like well well now that i know it's some kind of person that just takes a whole bunch of mystery out of it." you know like they gave that up real quick you know yeah but it was weird that she just he kept her
0: that he kept her uh tied up and everything yeah well you know it was only the beginning. It okay, was. Gabriel had been waiting for a long time. But I think Gabriel needed that woman to track down all the doctors. Yeah, I think that's what As I mean. we find out happens. But what happens when this woman gets taken is my least favorite moment of the movie that repeats 17 times. <laughs> and that's that stupid fucking music. Mm. Do you remember the sting that happens, like, seven times where when something important happens, they bring this music? The music kind of bothered me, too. Mm -hmm. So this stinger, like, happened multiple times. Do you know what this is? This is a cover. Is it really? Yes. And this is why I hate it. So, (laughs) this is... um, there's a band called The Pixies. Okay. And they have a song called Where Is My Mind that okay. you've definitely heard before. Especially it was made popular for the credit scene of um Fight Club. That's how Fight Club ends.
1: Oh, is it? I don't recognize that.
0: and i I love this song it's a it's a very popular song but the way that it's used in this movie just fucking sucks <laughs> and i can't I can't stand it like it has this howling vocal in the the original but the way they cover it's like terrible e d m electro
1: yeah i I noted a bunch of like I wrote down that some music choices. I was like, are they using cyberpunk tracks? (laughs) I was like, what is happening?
0: I don't understand. Little did you know it's the same track (laughs) that they're using. And also in this scene, we find out that Gabriel loves to play dress up. Because Gabriel got some drip. He's got the Mm -hmm. the long trench coat, puts on the gloves. Yeah. It's very precise about all that kind of shit. And oh, something that we didn't touch on is that Gabriel communicates via radios. Yeah. And other electronic devices, I suppose. Why do these people have so many fucking radios? I don't know. I don't know. And how? What year were we in? I, I literally wrote down <laughs> what year is this multiple times. Yeah. I mean, it started in 1993 and then it says 27 years later. Oh, no way hell. So it's 2020.
1: They don't have those kind of radios in 2020.
0: They, they do in that large house.
1: <laughs> Very strange.
0: So then Gabriel goes, finds his first victim, Dr. Weaver, right? Yeah. The the yeah. doctor from the intro, gives her a call, talks about... uh I forgot what the fucking line was that he said to her.
1: Time to cut out the cancer.
0: Time to cut out the cancer. That is right. The repeated line of the movie. Which is it's just... Right on the nose Pretty much <laughs> Yeah, And then Again with the weird music The radio starts playing like this This goth rock song Yeah It was like super fucking moody And I was like first of all <laughs> That would never be playing on the radio <laughs> Okay No fucking way And second of all What fucking song is this
1: I, ju- I didn't recognize it I didn't understand the choice Yeah, the music was, like,
0: constantly pulling me out of the... the Dude, everything was fucking pulling me out of the fucking... (laughs) (laughs) So, Gabriel goes and kills this doctor, and Maddie has her first, like, real vision, is what I thought, but I guess it might have been her second vision. I thought the visions were cool. It's interesting.
1: It gave me, like, a Silent Hill vibe.
0: yes. A hundred percent. Like the way everything like disintegrated mm-hmm. and would like kind of like rip apart or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the visuals were really good. I thought the jump scare, because I think she's like putting uh, clothes in the laundry.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then it when she comes out of it, like the lady is screaming, like in the little window of the laundry. Yeah. Thing. I was yeah. like, oh shit. Okay, cool. Here we are. But then Gabriel is chasing this woman down, and Gabriel sees one of her awards, which is like the spear tip. Yeah. It's a very weird award. And immediately when I saw that, I was like, man, this woman is gonna get stabbed. Oh, she is, yeah. <laughs> he pin pincushion time. He follows her for a while and he ends up bashing. He doesn't even use the spear tip. Well, it wasn't it wasn't
1: like an actual it still had, like, the snake coils on it or something. Oh, yeah.
0: He hadn't, he hadn't and it gone was, yeah. through crafting yet. Exactly. He didn't go to his workbench. <laughs> I will say that the kills were kind of brutal. They were very brutal. And and that was another confusing thing because it was brutal shit up against B acting, weird music, romantic comedy, jokes. And it's like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah.
1: It was such a... This- weird conglomeration of things when when you see him doing stuff yeah at first i was like okay why is he going backwards right
0: <laughs> did you catch that early
1: yeah i did and i, I forgot when what scene exactly but i was like it doesn't look right and I was, you know i was like something about this is weird yeah. and then we're like and then <laughs> they had a scene and i was like did they like they they just shot him backwards in <laughs> this one, you know. It's like you can kind of tell, but then there were times when he was, you know, moving around totally normal. It didn't look backwards at all. This the second scene that she gets.
0: Oh, for was the, like, the dude in the hotel.
1: Yeah, like just like the way that that looked with the whole backwards looking, like that whole thing was just like, well, that's really creepy because <laughs> it's so like an abnormal. Yeah, like you know the I mean? the
0: body does not bend that way. Uh, yeah, and they like, showed Yo. it very clearly. Yeah, that was the pin cushion guy.
1: Yeah, he got it
0: because by that time Gabriel had fashioned.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he, his he upgraded weapon. his weapon.
0: <laughs> yeah, he had enough resources to get it to level two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I thought all the all the deaths in general were well handled because there's three doctors that die. The second guy gets stabbed to death. The third guy we don't really see, but the third one is interesting because by that time, Kakoa is like on the trail, yeah, and he he thinks he's showing up to save that doctor, but instead he like actually fights with Gabriel. Yeah, that's like when the movie started losing it for me because the hand to hand combat that was going on. I was like, (laughs) is this an action movie now, dude?
1: It's so funny because early on, uh, they had this overhead shot of her house. Do you remember this? Oh yes. Yeah, and and we're like, so Ivan and I were watching. We're like, oh, it's, we're gonna be about to be John Wick up in here. Little did we know, <laughs> it turns into John Wick Five, bro. This I was like, what am I watching? This we have this parkouring monster person who is. Very adept at hand-to-hand combat.
0: Like, weirdly. And not only hand-to-hand combat, hand-to-hand combat in reverse.
1: In reverse. I was like, "What? what is happening? But,
0: it,
1: yeah, it turned into an action movie.
0: The more that they showed Gabriel and, like, Gabriel's actions, the less I liked the movie. Right, right. I, I think if they had kept it a little bit closer to the chest in terms of, like, what they showed... I think it would have been more successful for me. But there came a point where it was just like, what the fuck? Is he a superhero? Yeah, I know. How how does Gabriel have superpowers?
1: Right. Super fast, super strong, very agile. It just it's made
0: weird. no sense. And then I think it was for the second death that you got to see his face finally.
1: A bit, I think.
0: You got to see like the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... I was like, "Well, okay, so it's like a humanoid thing. Is it somebody whose like face got peeled off?" Right. <laughs> and so then we get the the big fucking reveal, dude. Well, I guess a couple couple different things happen in between there. I think Maddie goes to the cops and says that she had the vision, so they kind of want to work with her. Mm-hmm. She ends up seeing a psychiatric hypnotherapist. That makes her like go into her mind and she realizes that her name was Emily May and she was one of the patients of Dr. Weaver. Right. And then everything is kind of like lining up, right? Maddie has like a weird vision and that hypnotherapist could give a fuck. She did not give two (laughs) shits. This woman was seizing. And that lady did not care at all.
1: And I love how it was, just, it was just, I'm going to touch your forehead and you're going to come right out of this.
0: <laughs> and then she did. <laughs> and she did. Meanwhile, at the exact moment that that happens, oh we cut to the the lady in Gabriel's dungeon who finally, when Gabriel isn't there, manages to like get free from her bonds. And she's like trying to walk away, falls through the floor. You're in Maddie's house. You're,
1: she falls like twenty-five feet
0: <laughs> into the living room where the cops, Maddie, and the hypnotherapist are. Oh yeah, she she did this. Yeah. She fucking did this. You're the
1: key. Yeah, it's like okay. The must black be cop used. was
0: right. <laughs> so they take Maddie into custody, and for some reason, the sister goes to visit the hospital. Talk about dumbass decisions. I mean, honestly, the, this was the biggest plot, like dump that that the that the movie needed for where it was. When Seventy and I were watching it, the sister drives up to the hospital, right? And when she parks, she parks three fucking inches <laughs> from the cliff. from a cliff.
1: <laughs> I said, that, I said, is that really the only place she could have parked? You know,
0: like. There's not even a guardrail. How do you back out of there?
1: <laughs> that, and, she, and she's in in like two seconds. She just walks right in.
0: Yeah, she literally gets out of the car and right there, there happens to be a hole in the fence. <laughs> yeah. She's like, already what? already made for her. I guess this is it, right? Yeah. And so in through searching at the hospital, the sister finds the truth. And here we get the plot twist. We get the actual reveal. Yeah. That Gabriel is Maddie slash Emily's parasitic twin brother, who I guess she absorbed in the womb. Which does happen. Which does happen, but it wasn't fully absorbed. And Gabriel was half formed, like fused at the spine, facing outwards.
1: Yeah. Not enough to be like a Siamese twin. No. But not, but more than what it typically happens in this kind of situation. Have you ever seen these like in real life? I have not. I mean not like in person, but so these this is the kind of thing where you might see the a case where somebody has like a mass on them mm. which is essentially a tumor. Yeah. is what they would would call it I think. But the tumor has like parts of a person. You you know it's it's really <laughs> it's crazy. I've gone but dead might, silent. There might be like teeth. Oh my god. Like, like partially formed, you know, like mouth. so it happens. Yeah. But usually there's only, like there's only like barely any kind of development there. So you like excise the whole thing. But in this for this movie it was developed enough to have some function but not so much that it was an entirely independent being like a Siamese twin might,
0: might be. Yeah. And so what we find out is that like, as Emily was growing, I guess their mom gave them up for adoption to the, or donation to the hospital. (laughs) Not really sure how that worked out, but the mom didn't want the baby or the kid because she was older by the time I think she entered the hospital. And so what the doctor found out was that the older they got, Gabriel was like taking more of the brain blood circulation and more of her body like was truly being a parasite
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to the point where it was damaging. So this Dr. Weaver decided to remove Gabriel from her and managed to remove the body but couldn't remove the brain part because it was too interconnected.
1: Yeah, they couldn't take all of it.
0: They literally, like with their hands, shove the brain into her skull. <laughs> they put it back in and close it up. <laughs> We're just going to tuck this in here. No problem. What? <laughs> and I guess it just remained dormant until fucking Derek abused his Derek. wife. <laughs> yep. And caused. Cause I was wondering why they kept on talking about or like showing that her the back of her head was bleeding. Because I was like, this is too many times. Like I get it, she I, was hurt.
1: I, I can't. There was a point where I was like, I looked at Ivan. I was like, dude, I'm telling you, he's he's back there. You know, some <laughs>
0: fucking I, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone exactly. shit.
1: He was like, you mean she's pulling a Professor Quirrell? I was like, yep. And I, I can't remember when I said that. But it was before that they showed him, like you know, like what it actually looked like. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh my god, (laughs) what is happening?"
0: And then we have the fucking scene of the Royal Rumble where Madison is in jail and she's like, "No, you got the wrong person." And I guess in this version of jail, everybody's a bitch,
1: (laughs) you know, like a druggie or a prostitute,
0: and like they start fucking (laughs) with her. And I guess she goes fucking Uh, insane. And then you have this scene of her ripping the back of her skull open.
1: Yeah, it's pretty gnarly.
0: To reveal this fucking face. (laughs) So does that mean that every night that she had a vision, quote unquote, what was really happening is that he hijacked her body, obviously. Was that cut just opening up and closing every night?
1: I think so. What
0: the hell? (laughs) I think so. Dude. Okay. So whatever. They're in jail. She opens up her skull. Her body bones break into, you know, reverse mode. (laughs) And then it becomes John Wick 4 (laughs) as she manages to kill everyone. In the jail cell, before anyone gives a fuck to check about what's happening in there, and that one woman that was really egging her on in the front, yeah, was just like throwing bodies at her.
1: Yeah, I know she's throwing everyone she could get her hands on.
0: <laughs> she was so whack. And so after that, I guess Gabriel takes full control. Well,
1: it, well, here's here's another dumb decision. So, and then the cop finally shows up, right? Oh, Shaw? No, no, no. Like just some. Some, Oh, oh, the the police
0: officer for the jail, yes.
1: Yeah, so he he shows up. They're all in this cell, locked in the cell. Of course, by the time he gets there, she's pretty much killed all of them. And he pulls out his gun and he starts shooting. But he starts shooting with his hand through the bars. Mm -hmm. Like a moron. (laughs) Like, dude, she's fucking locked in the cell. Just back up. It's not like... A couple inches are going to make the difference with your gun. Why? Why? Like, you realize the only way she's getting out of there is with your damn keys. And you're just so and close to are, the freaking cell.
0: You are allowing that to happen.
1: Like, you didn't have to do anything, bro. They were all already dead.
0: And then possibly my favorite scene in the entire movie happens. There is a entire Matrix-style fight scene in the oh, police totally. <laughs> precinct. <laughs> Yeah. To which at the end of it, uh, Kakoa and his partner are there. And like, Kakoa, I don't know if Kakoa, no, Kakoa doesn't get stabbed at that point. No. But Kakoa gets like incapacitated and his partner's trying to pick him up. <laughs> and then Gabriel's like running away, turns around and snipes him with a chair.
1: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Across the room with the chair. And Ivan and I were like, "Dude, we think uh, the Chicago Bears might want this guy as a quarterback. <laughs> like he just nails them.
0: It was amazing, honestly. It was impressive.
1: Our, our one of our most favorite scenes came, comes right after that. So the, you have Kakoa and the other de- the other detective on the ground there, right? Mm-hmm. And the uh, oh, the CSI girl, <laughs> <laughs> the CSI girl who had hit out earlier in the evidence room, comes to the main room and finds them." She walks in, (laughs) sees the other detective first, and she's like, oh, detective, or, you know, detective, whatever. And then immediately afterwards, she sees Kakoa, and she just, like, ignores the other cop, and she goes straight to Detective Kakoa and starts tending to him. (laughs) We're like, dude, she just bypassed her. Absolutely. She's like, oh, oh, whatever, and then she goes straight to Kakoa and starts tending to him. And she has the iconic
0: line. Do you remember what the line is? Which person? the forensics lady, she starts dialing on her phone uh-huh. and then she stops and says, why am I dialing nine one one?
1: Cause they're in the, cause they're precinct. in
0: the precinct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know, the, the line we already passed it, but the line that I, that I love probably the most was uh, Maddie had given a description.
0: Oh, I know. It. I wrote it down.
1: Go on. <laughs> a description of, of, <laughs> what the what Gabriel looks like, and I mean, I mean, this this space is a mangled mess, and so the sketch artist drew it, and the detective holds it up and goes, "So you want me to put a bolo out for sloths
0: from the goose?"
1: <laughs> I was like, "What am I watching?"
0: Oh, that actually it was hilarious. Wa- that actually wasn't the line I wrote down, but I do remember oh, really? that line, which is fucking funny. What was your line? No, the line that I wrote down is when. um when Maddie comes out of the hypnotherapist's trance mm-hmm. and she's like, it was Gabriel all along. Like the murderer calls himself Gabriel, and she says, like, it's my Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And the black lady cop is like, she says, Wait, are you saying the killer is your imaginary friend?
1: <laughs>
0: Delivered just like that. And I was yeah. like, Yes. And then <laughs> two seconds out. two seconds later, the lady falls through the roof cue Pixie's music sound.
1: <laughs> oh man
0: And we didn't even talk about the fact that that lady that fell is the mom is the mom. Yeah, we didn't even say that yet. I think we already found out by this point in the story but it's the fucking mom
1: the biological mother.
0: So I guess Gabriel goes to the hospital. And there was that nice scene, and I, and I did like the explanation that the sister was talking to Maddie and basically telling her that Gabriel was the reason that she had a bunch of miscarriages.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because
0: he was feeding on her fetuses to gain yeah. strength. Yeah. See,
1: I don't did when, when she said that. I was like, did they? Did that come up before? Is like, or is she just? You know, is this like a desperate attempt to...
0: (laughs) Well, the miscarriage thing, they did drop that line because in that first scene, she said that it was her third time getting pregnant. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. But it was interesting because... explanation. I guess it makes sense because at that point in the story, what we're really learning is that Gabriel is just jealous Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to lose his sister and thought that by killing everyone that she loved, he would always need her. Oh man, we didn't even talk about the fucking. Probably one of the creepier parts for me is when they go to the mom, and they're watching the home movies, mm-hmm. and they're watching mm-hmm. the two home movies. One I think was for Maddie's birthday. Oh yeah,
1: that yeah, those that were sort of
0: creepy. Where she turns and she's like, "Stop saying that." Yeah, and they're like, "Who are you talking to, honey?" It's like, "It's Gabriel."
1: Oh god, that is one of the most terrifying parent
0: things. Yeah. Dude, if that happened with my kid, get the fuck out. <laughs> Get, get, get out now. right now. Get out right now. And the kid is adopted? No. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. So sorry.
1: What was the return policy?
0: Yeah. Because the second fucking oh, home God. video was creepier than the first. It was the Christmas one. Yeah. Where the that dad was super is taping, creepy. goes around the corner and sees the little girl talking on her toy phone, being like, Mom said that's not what's going to happen. Like, don't, you can't hurt the baby. Yeah. Don't hurt the baby. What the fuck? And then later, she has that moment where she thinks she's cutting a cake. Yeah. And she's holding the knife above her mother's pregnant belly. Yeah. That's when you return the adoption. (laughs) (laughs) That is the exact moment you return the adoption.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So, whatever. At the end of the movie, Gabriel is about to kill the sister because, oh, that's right. They went to the hospital because that's where the mom was. Yeah. So, they were having like a family reunion. Pretty much, yeah. Gabriel's about to like pull the trigger to kill the sister, the adoptive sister, and then all of a sudden I guess the power of love gives Maddie the strength to overcome Gabriel. No, mentally. you know
1: what happened? You know what happened here? She went mom mode. Oh shit. That's what it was because when when her sister was like Gabriel has been feeding on your children. I was like, "Oh, you done messed up now." <laughs> you brought out, you brought oh, out. Oh, that's mom.
0: when she told her. She told her to bring her back. Yeah, that makes more sense.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, She's going to go mom on you. You're not going to beat her now. <laughs> and that's what happened. Oh, and you know the other thing was funny when uh, when they get to, right before that scene, they they get to the the her sister gets to the hospital and that guy has a heart attack. Basically, <laughs> he's <laughs> he started having the heart attack, and I was like, watch Ivan. He's going to have a pacemaker, which is which is going okay. haywire.
0: Oh, the, the cop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah. a cop. I think I was like, he's got a pacemaker and it's malfunctioning now because the electricity is all out of whack. And she, she was like, are you having a heart attack? And he's like, it's my pacemaker. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. We called that he, too. He was like, God damn it. You know what I didn't call? Is it exploding out of his chest?
1: That was uh yeah. Didn't see that one
0: coming. So through the power of mother ship, mother dumb, <laughs> Uh, and caring for her sister, Maddie finally takes control over Gabriel. And Gabriel is the one in the illusion world now. Yeah, And Maddie's like, you're never going to hurt anybody again because you're trapped in my mind. All while she's like holding the a gun <laughs> up mm-hmm. to her sister in like the real world. Yeah. And then the line that was really confusing to me was the sister was like under one of those mechanical electric gurneys the bed yeah and she couldn't get up she's like oh i'm stuck and the sister like lifts that shit off of her yeah she's like how did you do that and she says well it was always my body I know. so does she have superhuman strength <laughs> i i don't know
1: when he tossed the bed i was like okay we gotta, we gotta clarify this <laughs> I was like where is that strength coming from exactly and, and I wondered, I was like, does that mean she could do that too? And they they proved it that she
0: can. Bro, the ending, the last thirty minutes of this movie was confusing, underwhelming, funny, but I totally lost interest after after the jail scene where she, you know, it went full John Wick. After that chair was thrown, okay, <laughs> I stopped really like focusing on what was happening because by the logic of the movie. Maddie killed all those people. Yep. So she should be in jail forever because she even says it's my body doing everything. Right. So here's this superhuman woman with a baby brain in the back of her <laughs> skull that she now has under control. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they kind of do the little thing at the end where you hear like the electrical humming. It's ca- yeah. it's kind of like one of those false endings. Yeah. And then the movie fucking wraps up.
1: Dude, the, when they when the sisters were hugging it out at the end,
0: yeah,
1: I was like, dude, I, I'd be like, no way, in, no fucking way, are we ever sleeping in the same house
0: ever again? <laughs> you know what I mean? She's gonna lean into the whole you were adopted thing. <laughs> yeah, what would you do with that?
1: What would you do with that? Would you ever? Would you ever trust that?
0: Hell no! Hell no! I I wouldn't have even have. Gone as far as going to the hospital by oh, myself yeah, no. to investigate.
1: Hell no! Hell no. The you fuck do I look like? Send a cop.
0: I drive a Chevy Traverse. That's not going to fit on that cliff. It's too small. She's out here with a Prius. She did have a Prius,
1: dude. And, and then it was hilarious because you get the first scene of that hospital, and then as soon as she pulls up, it's like late at night. I'm like, dude, it wasn't even that far <laughs> when she when she first saw it. It's like, what happened? The whole day has disappeared.
0: Yeah. It was a very interesting movie. So, what what did Ivan think about it?
1: Pretty much the same. We we were just the whole way through. Like, what are we watching? Like, I we just were so confused about the intent, you know, the purpose of all a lot all these different choices and decisions. You're like, this is it's such a mixture of things. I don't know how to feel about it.
0: Yeah, I will say that for Stephanie and I, we both enjoyed the movie for what it was. And I think what it was was an homage to B-horror movies and, like, jump-scary horror movies. Mm-hmm. It it just really seemed like it was recalling a lot and referencing a lot. Like, there was one part where Maddie goes into the bathroom at the precinct, mm-hmm. and she gets a phone call from Gabriel. Yeah. And the way Gabriel is talking to her on the phone, I was like, oh, my God, I'm watching Scream. Right. Yeah, Like it was identical. So I yeah. kept on seeing these movie references and I appreciated that. I do believe that referencing other horror movies is kind of part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're calling you're calling out the things that you like and you see in the community and kind of uplifting that. Right. But when it became like an action adventure <laughs> thing, yeah. I kind of checked out.
1: It was definitely not what I was expecting.
0: What would you, out of one through five, what would you give it?
1: See, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you if it accomplished what it set out to do, because I don't understand what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. If it's just about being a horror scary movie, I don't know, a two? Because it wasn't. I mean, my dumbass, I'm going to be envisioning some creepy looking <laughs> thing in the dark recesses. Yeah. Uh, which is not going to be great for me, but whatever. But yeah, from it, from it being a horror movie it just not it just wasn't great because there were so many different things that were ruining that that mood. Yeah. You know. But like but if it is like you're saying where they're just trying to put together this this homage and you know they wanted to have some of that camp in there and stuff like that then maybe like you said maybe for what it was they did an okay job but I I can't see myself doing anything beyond a 3 on that kind of scale.
0: Yeah, no, I I fully agree. I'm I'm definitely a three. I feel like I'm giving the movie a little bit of leeway in kind of like that whole self parroting mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit too disjointed. And it it's something to be said that James Wan, this is his return to horror because mm-hmm. he's been away from it from a, for a little bit, doing like the the Aquaman stuff. But, yeah,
1: you got some Marvel in your horror movie.
0: Well, that's <laughs> or DC. No,
1: DC, sorry. Gut. It's late, early. <laughs> you gotta let me have that
0: one. Yeah, but overall, lukewarm. I'm lukewarm. Next time we have to pick like a truly horrifying, scary movie. Even Stephanie was like, I wanted more. <laughs> oh, man. And if Stephanie's saying that, we gotta oblige. Well, everyone, that is going to do it for today's episode of The Midnight Connection, The spooky Spooky Edition. Spooky, spooky. You're very lucky that we did not break out into the Monster Mash at any point today. That is a favorite song of mine around this time of day. But as always, your support is greatly appreciated by both Chris and I. We always ask that you share the podcast with at least one person that you think might be interested. We've been covering a lot of different topics lately and trying a lot of different formats. So we would love to hear from you guys. What do you think works? What do you think doesn't? What would you like us... What would you like to see us do? You can always contact us via email at themidnightconnectionpod at gmail.com or leave a comment on any of our social media, which is at the midnight connection pod on both Facebook and Instagram. So until the next spooky episode and next spooky season, my name is Eddie on behalf of myself and Chris. Have a great week and we'll see you next time at midnight.
1: Thanks for tuning in to The Midnight Connection. The Midnight Connection is a product and trademark of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at Patreon.com samuraibeat Samurai Support us there and join the conversation by submitting your questions, comments, and topics for future shows. We seek to entertain and build a community of adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.